This podcast and the following message are brought to you by Experian Automotive. Experian's new dealer marketing intelligence platform is a revolutionary approach to marketing effectiveness, utilizing data-driven insights to help you unlock the power of your pure market potential. Find out more at autoconverse.com slash Experian. get started. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us today here at the uh, Auto Shopper Experience Dealer Strategy Session. Uh, our focus today is on voice search optimization for your dealership. And joined with me today, as you can see on your screen here, I have Dave Rozek and Grace Scott and Michael Langenberg. And so they're going to be uh, hopping on here in just a moment. So we had a session back in December. I think this focus was on some of the features uh, on the Car Gurus platform specifically. And that brought up kind of a sub-conversation that Dave, I believe you said, hey, we should, um, we should uh, dedicate a whole session to this. So Dave, bring us up to speed on what prompted you to uh, bring the four of us together here for today's session. So when we were talking about previously about car gurus, one of the panelists said, hey, you know, we really can't compete with the pay-per-click, you know, for a big vendor like car gurus, auto trader, cars.com. And I said, well, there's a lot of different things that we can do to compete. And it all starts with the basics and, and SEO. But one of the biggest drivers in SEO right now in our market or in every market in the United States uh, is the use of assistance like um you know, Google Home, um, Alexa, Cortana, you have all these digital assistants out there, but all of our websites and actually just about any website um, is not set up to do voice search. So we talked about it, about, hey, this is um, something we should look into. And then I happened to talk to Gray about it. And Gray, you might want to chime in on this. Because I didn't find a Gray device. Gray was at, uh, I think, Digital Dealer. Hold on one second. It's all right. <laughs> you activated my Alexa, my uh, Echo Spot on my desk. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that might have happened. So, you know, Gray had said, hey, you know, we're a digital dealer, and Microsoft on the last day had started talking about voice search. So what, what was that about, Gray, that, you know, you had said, hey, we need to start going down this path? Yeah, so she brought up just kind of voice search from a Microsoft, but it, it, she did a great job presenting, talking about voice search across all the different platforms, and she wasn't just strict on, on Microsoft. And it was one of the most advanced, enriching, and enthralling um, sessions I've probably attended in years at these digital conferences, but it, she was literally the last day, the last session had seven people in there. And she was presenting formulas and scripts and questions and how to activate your website for voice utilizing various snippets and following a certain schematic markup for voice search to make sure that you're found on Google when people Google or Alexa or any of these voice assistants when searched. And so it just got me kind of thinking like, I know for a fact none of these dealers out there are probably doing this, especially in Chicagoland. I've got to jump on this. I got a card, ask for send a copy of the deck, 
that's when I think I'd reached out to Michael at some point, or in one of our conversations together with Michael, I was talking about wanting to do voice search, which kind of led us into this path of discussion of, well, how do we do this? And let's do this. And we just made a decision as a dealership that both of my Honda stores are going to actually optimize our sites for voice search ASAP um, and be one of the front runners on it. Michael, if you could maybe take a moment, you have a local marketing company here in Naperville where, uh, where we are, um, where most of us are. Gray's not too far from here as well. Um, give us a little background on the significance of voice search uh, from a, just from a general retailer's perspective. Okay. So voice search is the ability to really allow your content and your brand and information from your website be found when someone's asking a question. So when uh, traditionally for search engine optimization, it would all be by keyword and someone would say, you know, dealership near me or, you know, dealership gurney or Honda gurney. And it would, you know, Google would spit out a bunch of uh, possible results. With voice search, it's very specific and people are asking a question and you want that one response to be found and to be answered. And it's schema, which is the markup on a website is very important for local. It's always been important for different types of um, getting the website optimized on local level. And now it's becoming what's called speakable specification. So if you have an image on your website or a car, you know, let's say Honda Odyssey leasing information and someone's in the area and you want to be able to say, okay, if someone's in, you know, Gurney, Illinois, and they're asking a question about a Honda Odyssey lease at Mueller Honda would be able to answer that question. So instead of looking at a keyword, VSO voice search optimization is really looking at questions and then answering those questions. Yeah, and I want- and one of the things that really kind of excited me about it, because the way she worded it in this conference or in this session was, it's a great way to kind of get in your competitor's market where someone could say, you know, can you, you know, I'm looking for a Honda dealership and they might be near competitors. So let's call it uh, Paul's Honda, not a real name. Uh, and it can say, you know, Yes, we have a great Honda dealership rated five stars 500 times. Muller Honda in Highland Park, one of the highest rated and most competitively priced Honda dealers. And we've set it up to activate for that. So it's a great way to kind of get a step up on the competition uh, when someone might be looking for your competitor, but they're not optimized for voice search. You can somehow take out, get, get into, that, into that space. So I want to get into some of the technical specs. I think that's, that's really important. Um, some statistically, let's just stay focused on the, the why and the, the importance of this. Uh, some of the statistics I've seen is right now, in, you know, in, in 2017, 2018, just more than 20% of searches are performed via search. And from what I know, that, ex- that number is expected to be over 50% probably by the end of this year and over 70% uh, after that, do these facts stack up, Michael? Am I accurate on these? Well, from whatever, it's you're right with that. You twenty percent, and then by twenty twenty, they're expecting fifty percent of all voice searches or, or vo- all search at all for everything. And then, but when you come down to the local level, they're expecting eighty percent of all local searches to be done on voice. So whether you're in your car asking, you know, car or your 
you have uh, speakers at home like Alexa or Google Home, or if you're just on your, your phone and you're, you're going to ask questions like, where's a good restaurant near me? How much does uh, X1 lease cost? Or all these different, these local questions. It's, um, voice is really going to dominate everything in a very, very short period of time. And it's because it's so fast and it's so easy. When people get used to doing it, imagine if you get used to it and the people get into it, they it, it like um, they start loving it. I mean, imagine walking from room to room and asking questions, getting the answers. You know, you everywhere you go, it's just like if you have these speakers set up in your house or, you know, you get used to just asking questions on your computer, it's almost becoming like um, – you know, you don't have to look at your screen anymore. And people aren't, you know, typing into their screens and looking at their screens. They're just, you know, having those conversations, having their emails read to them, having their texts read to them. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, um, I have a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old, and the two of them are constantly talking to their phones. And it's funny, you know, we're, I, we're iPhone users. And Siri just seems way behind the eight ball here on its, on its voice capabilities. We have some Alexa technology that, uh, I mean, just as far superior, uh, in, in results. And, you know, something we talked about before we, before we really got going today is what, what does that do to your, your, to your website? If you know that people are searching for, they're searching for bits of information, you have to have your site really optimized and designed to deliver that information, not just some general land. It's, you know, it's like you said, this isn't keyword search where people are looking for a landing page of info. We want micro bits Mm -hmm. of information. So it's a snippet of information that you're loading on the website for every question that somebody can come up with. So if someone says, I'm interested in a Honda lease, uh, what's the cheapest Honda lease? And they ask that question, if Gray and Mike have set it up, well, the cheapest Honda lease is at Muller Honda. You can lease a Honda Odyssey for two fifty nine a month. That's that's the whole thing. If I ask Surrey, find me the Honda dealer with the best lease, and that that pops up, it's like okay, I now you know call Muller Honda. And the other thing is uh, with all these search queries, I mean the geographic location is embedded in this. So if you're in you know, Illinois, and you do a search for a local search like that, they're not going to give you, you're not going to get a search back from, let's say, New York City. And you had to identify, you know, we're talking about the technology here, so that you have like a JSON, a physical location of where you're asking the question is responding, you're answering that question from another physical location. And so that all gets set up in all that content is uh, based on the website. Now, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and Gray, you can chime in on this too. I was told that when you optimize for voice search, that you have to set it up your website for Cortana. You have to set it up for Surrey. You have to set it up for Google Home or Google Assistant. And you have to set it up for Alexa, that you actually have to do it for each one in order to be found properly. Is that correct? Well, and the, the, the schema itself, it's based on a schema org, which everybody basically uses the same type of schema. But then on each of the other, um, you know, Cortana, Google Assist, Alexa, there's actual uh, voice, uh, um, I guess, setup that you need to do. 
Well, there's care. It's my understanding that the schema is the same, just like schema for automat or automotive is the same across all the different the different platforms. However, the schema for voice is similar. The difference is kind of like a Twitter versus something else: character count or word count or length of descriptor before it goes to more. That's my understanding. Is the real difference is how much is actually displayed of what you've created as your featured snip. Right, but you have to set up your website to be able to talk to it more or less. And well, you would set that up. You set that up in the HTML in the back. Got it. But I mean, most people aren't aren't thinking about this. And you know, these big bucks, these big companies like Car Gurus, yeah, they may be able to outbuy me on, you know, pay per click for certain cars. But when it comes to organic and something that's cost effective like this, it's very inexpensive to do this and to set this up from an organic purpose and get your voice assistant to answer these questions, which I think it's brilliant, Gray, that you did try, decided to take an initiative. I can't wait until we kind of do a follow-up case study to this maybe in a few months, if that's something you know you guys would be open yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I'm always open to showing what we do and how it works. The whole point of all of this is to help other dealers out. And sure, other Chicago dealers could listen and say, ah, we're gonna do the same thing, whatever. Um, but at the end, I think it's gonna help more people beyond Chicagoland understand uh, kind of how this stuff works. And we might be surprised that it doesn't have as much of a demand as we thought. Um, right. But you don't know unless you try. Right. Well, it's one of those things. I mean, uh, you, 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 you start it. Everyone's got to start somewhere, right? Voice yeah. is going to become more prominent and mm-hmm. marketers and retailers are going to have to start adapting to that. So you got to think about like this, right? How much should we pay as a dealership for SEO? And I'm just going to throw numbers out there. Anything from 1500 to three grand a month, our, our SEO packages. Do get what you pay for. You know, when you can do like a voice search optimization for like 50 bucks a page, it's worth it. Why not? You know, select your core model, select your core services, select your core offering leases, your buys, your, your trading appraisals, whatever it might be. Make that small investment. It sits there just like normal SEO at a fraction of the regular SEO price. So, you know, cut your SEO for two months. You'll be okay. There's, if you're 21, that's five grand. So that's quite a few pages. You know, it's, 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 dealers constantly just have to continue to think about how they can realign their budget most efficiently and still at the same time stay up with the current trends in technology. I think that's where a lot of people falter. They're like, oh my God, if I don't run SEO for two months, what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Gray, kind of the way you kind of frame that is you're, you're always, you're paying uh, an outside source to do your SEO and you're saying maybe shift some of that budget to pay that source to do VSO. Um, is maybe this well, is something know how, or just call them up and say, Hey, I've been doing SEO with you guys in my SEO company. We've got a relationship of a long term, multiple years. I call them and say, Hey, I need a break. I need to save some money. I'm going to, I want to, I want to suspend services for two months. They're like, okay, no problem. They suspend the services for two months. That's I'm not going to say how much we pay, but that's a handful of, of money in our pocket. And then I reallocate that budget to, I reallocate that budget to voice search or to some other form of a newer technology that I want to implement. That's like a one-time fee because I don't have to keep paying that $50 a month per page. It's a, it's a one lay down and you're done. And then you have it. Then maybe in six months you revamp it or in six months you refresh it. And so you just kind of find ways to go about it. Is this something, and Michael, maybe you can speak to this. And I did have a question earlier that I don't want to lose track of, but I mean, what's the learning curve for this? Is it, is, uh, is it something you can take a few classes on and know what to do? And, and where do you go? Do you just go into your, your meta tags in your website? Is that where you 
apply the schema and, and the information? Well, you know, <clears throat> that's a good question. There's multiple ways to do it. As far as the learning curve, it definitely takes, um, you know, it's something that's going to take a lot of time to figure it out. Uh, maybe classes or something that you have to know a little bit of coding. Um, but there's a lot of uh, programs and different apps that are out there that are kind of like really growing. <clears throat> so to, to help you create schema on your website. So long story short, the easiest way is to, you know, when you create that code, you can put it right on that web, website page. Or you could put it in something like a Google Tag Manager, which allows you to edit and make changes on, you know, if, let's say lease offer changes instead of having to go on the website and open up that page and go to the HTML and changing that thing. We can change it inside of an app that changes on the Google Tag Manager. Mm -hmm. All these other types of uh, containers that you could put on a website to help manage this type of stuff. But for as cheap as this is, it's probably better to take someone like yourself who's a data scientist who's outside of automotive. They can look at our website, analyze it, make sure that the right schema is there, set this up for a nominal fee, and be done rather than, like Gray was saying, you know, dealers pay anywhere from 1000 to $3,000 a month for SEO. And by the end of the day, we kind of go every quarter, what did you really do for me? Well, we built a couple pages for you. Well, that's great. But you know, the problem I need is that when somebody's using Surrey or somebody's using Cortana or Alexa or Google Home, that immediately it finds me and it gives me that competitive advantage. And that's what, for, for my dealer group, that's what I'm paying for. I'm paying you to get me found and to get me found sooner and in a trend in a niche market that my competition isn't even doing yet. And it's not just that. I mean, I want a better user experience for the consumer. I want somebody who wants to service their vehicle to be able to find me. Somebody wants to buy BMW parts so they can find me. Um, I, I want to be able to be found by voice for service um, to use our, our body shop, to use any of our services, um, simply because I don't want them going to, you know, Firestone. I don't want them going to some other, you know, Mickey Mouse car shop because they could find their location and not mine. So I'd rather, you know, talk to somebody like you because what normally happens in the car business, kind <coughs> on this type of stuff because we're not specialists on the, this type of field where you are. So, Ray, you got anything else? Well, I got a couple of questions that have come in. I'm going to ask the most recent one and then, and then an older one. Uh, Dave and Gray, this one might be better for you, but are you aware if any of the third-party advertisers out there, the classified sites, are they, do you know where they're at with optimizing their, uh, their presence for search? I think this is more, when you look at voice, voice search, isn't it geared more towards local? Right, Mike? So, I mean, it's local for region. I mean, it could be national, but I don't, I don't think that any of the third-party vendors are doing any of this. Well, I would think, it, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of jump in there before you answer, Mike. If someone's just doing uh, product research, right? They're just trying to learn about different cars and they want comparisons. That's not, doesn't, I mean, that doesn't have to be localized. That seems like an area where, where uh, you know a car car gurus could put in information. Now, granted, on that note, if I'm a dealer and I want to serve up research information, right, from someone that's in my my market using voice search, I, maybe I have a chance to get an edge on the third party classifieds if I jump in early enough. Is that is that possible? Because it's hard to beat them in uh, just in SEO. No, it's not. 
in the meantime, I've got no, a it's great not. Job. That's a lame excuse that people it? like to say, no, Alexa, off. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get an Alexa gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ryan, sorry, I just, I, I always hear people say it's so hard to beat the third parties in SEO, but it's not because as dealers, we just, we don't think outside the box. Oh, let me rephrase that. Most dealers don't think outside the box. So it's 2018 Honda Accord, 2019 Honda Pilot, 2019 Kia Forte LX. What they need to do is like 2018 Kia Forte LX versus an EX and start getting pages that are optimized for model versus model. With more long tail. Well, more long tail, more answering the question. I mean, most of my SEO pages, sure, I have the basic models, but all the ones that I've been paying for and that I update every year, I get, I mean, page one all the time for a model versus a model, like a Civic uh, sedan versus a Civic hatchback or some of the other, you know, comparisons. There are ways to compete with the third parties from an SEO perspective. You just got to think outside the box. And unfortunately, too many dealers and dealer personnel are so stuck in that little cubicle that they sit in that um, they just don't think that way. So they, they can't beat that. It's a negative mindset. All right. Well, that's, that's a good response. We're down, we're down kind of the bottom third. Like I said, we'd like to keep this to just over, you know, around 30 minutes. And if, uh, if you've come in, if you've tuned in after we started, you're here at our auto shopper experience dealer strategy session. Uh, I've got Dave Rosick, Michael Langenberg and Grace Scott here, and I'm Ryan Girardi. Um, and uh, I've just shared my screen here. If you're either watching this on YouTube or maybe you're listening to the recorded session, uh, as well. We do record this. We release it out onto the Auto Converse podcast, which you can find right here on our site under podcast. And uh, that'll bring you to the Auto Converse podcast. So uh, this is great, great subject matter for our podcast. And our listeners seem to love it because our listenership is really growing. And we, uh, we appreciate that and value those that, uh, that have uh, tuned into the podcast version. So we're talking about voice search optimization. We've covered some of the statistic of, of it as a growing, uh, really as a growing uh, medium or preference, a, a user preference. And I think we've, uh, we've uh, estimated from, from information out there that probably more than half of searches uh, throughout this year are likely to be performed via, via uh, voice. Now, Michael, going back to uh, the, one of the questions that came up when you were talking about Google Tag Manager, uh, which if, if, uh, if anyone needs an explanation, that's a way, it's a, it's a, it's a system that Google runs where you can manage code in the, in the tag manager account and it can feed, it can feed what you're put, the programming into the site that you've designated. But the question is, what about go- the Google search console? Do you have to do something uh, as a website provider or as the, as the website on Google search console as well? Yeah, that's actually a requirement to be able to access a Google Search Console to activate the voice in, uh, on the website and for schema. So is there a toggle switch there? You, you say you activate that? Yeah, we, we need to have, be, have access to that to be able to administer it. Okay. And most, <laughs> business, most business owners are not even going to know what the heck Google Search Console is, I would assume. Yeah, so webmaster tools. Yeah, uh, that's what they used to be called. And I think Google's really pushing the whole, you know, it's uh, the Google My Business page, the Google Search Console is kind of morphing into one kind of thing. 
I, I believe for at least for local. And so, um, you know, getting back to the whole VSO, it's, and you're talking about mobile. And so the mobile that Google search console is very important for the mobile, be able to a lot of people have a, a website, but they haven't, there's a, a setting inside the Google search console, which makes a website mobile or has a higher mobile identity to it. And that's really important for the VSO to have that. Because a lot of dealers don't even have it set up their voice properly because they don't have the settings set up. Just for us, I mean, you can can probably just go to 20 dealerships right now and check each one of them. And I guarantee you, most of them won't even be set up for mobile at all. I mean, probably 90% of them aren't set up for mobile properly. And it's just because nobody went into this dashboard and set it up properly. And most websites, most dealers won't know that. And most website providers aren't focused on it yet. Hmm. And that's why, you know, here in Chicago, we need to get ahead of that. Um, and that will help us be more competitive with third-party vendors. Google just started sending out emails to businesses um, where they're saying that they need to check into their Google Webmaster Tools or Google Search Console because they have a mobile issue. And then it goes through and identifies mobile problems with your website. Yep. Outside of Google, I mean, outside of Google, what do you have to do as a marketer uh, to be to to be properly equipped for voice search? Well, just it's changing every day. I mean, it's it's one of the exciting things about it. You know, pretty soon, um, I, like right now on Google AdWords, they release something so that you could actually see what people are searching for to get a voice uh, or what questions that they ask uh, to come to your website, which is new. And then they're talking about having a, um, for the rich snippets to have some type of Google analytics for the snippets to see when your snippets show up, which I guess that's not going to be anytime soon, but um, this technology is growing and it's growing fast and it's, um, you know, it's really, it's, it's remarkable how fast it's coming just three, six months and making leaps and bounds. 400 million smart speakers and smart devices were sold in the last year. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Worldwide? Ford just asked, add Alexa to a lot of their new cars that they're building. I mean, so when you think about it, our cars have voice assistants, our homes have voice assistants. I mean, heck. At my house, we have Alexa and Google Home, and then we each have a smartphone. We we all have an iPhone. Oh, yeah. I don't think we go an hour without somebody asking a question. And you have refrigerators that'll tell you when you what you need to buy when you need to buy it, mm-hmm. and it has a calendar. You could walk. You know, I just bought a refrigerator, so I was looking at all this stuff, and you walk by the refrigerator, and it'll you know what's on my calendar today, and the refrigerator will have a screen of your calendar, and it'll read off what you're doing, your, you know, what's on your calendar. So let me do this uh, just to kind of put some closure to this. And because we're specific to auto retail here, um, uh, what, what, what would you say are key takeaways here, Dave, if I could lean to you? What's the key takeaways? Uh, I will pre- precede that by saying we always talk about uh, the future, the future. This is happening. This is, but what it sounds like is it's now <laughs> like, if you're not starting now, you're you're gonna you're going to be left. You're going to be falling behind. So, yep. what, how, what would you say our takeaways here today? How can a dealer apply what we're talking about? 
Well, I think what dealers should do is that they should reach out to Mike or companies like Mike and say, hey, can you audit my site and see if my schema is right and see if, I, if I'm optimized for voice? And if they're not, you know, they should get a quote. You know, I'm doing it. I, I applaud Gray because he's taking advantage of this. He's putting his, you know, foot forward to do it. And, you know, my group is going to follow suit um, right after that. So, you know, Gray's doing it, the group I'm doing it. And I have a couple other friends of mine and some, you know, larger groups that, I've, that have reached out to me and said, hey, is this voice search important? And that was why, you know, we wanted to have this podcast and we kind of wanted to start now because it's kind of like, you know, Macintosh stock. You know, you should have bought it. And, and, and it's the same thing right now. This is growing fast because everywhere you go, you start reading articles every day now about um, assistance, you know, artificial intelligence, learning, scheduling tools. I mean, the future is you're going to you're going to go to your phone and you're going to say, you know, you're going to say, Siri, schedule an appointment for my BMW for the 22nd at 8 p.m. or at 8 a.m. And then Siri's going to come back. Your appointment's confirmed for 8 a.m. on the 22nd. I'm going to one up you, man. I'm sorry. I want artificial intelligence to know the best time to schedule it for me based off of what's already in my calendar and where I'm going to be geographically. Yep. That too. You know, I mean, and I'm being serious, you know, let's say you're going to fly, you're going to be out of town for three days. Wouldn't it just make sense to have your car drive itself to the dealership, do what it's got to do and then get back so that while you're gone. (laughs) I mean, this is what, this is where we're (laughs) headed. That's where we're headed. Baby steps, crawl, walk, run. Um, so what do you say three months from now, we can come back gray and maybe look at some of, uh, some, some, some numbers and some metrics with you. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll probably launch in February. I'd say March, April, let's give it to the end of April and we'll do something that last week and kind of see how things went for February, March, and April. Awesome. I love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for making the time, Michael. Great to meet you. And thank you for, uh, for joining us today. And Dave, thanks again for lining this up. Thank you, Ryan. Gray, always a pleasure. You guys can pop off. I'm, if you'd like to, I'm just going to go ahead and do uh, just some final orientation stuff. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, you can just pop off your camera and then I'll shut down the live stream. Uh, again, folks, you were tuned into the Auto Shopper Experience Dealer Strategy Session uh, here on Auto Conversion. You can find this and all of the ones that we have under the uh, Auto Retail Masterminds there. We stream these live on YouTube, so uh, look for the link here to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Press on that bell icon so you are notified when we schedule them and when we go live. We do about uh, we do about two or three shows a week of different types, uh, and um, and we really there's no rhyme or reason to them. They're just whatever comes around. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, look for these events on Facebook. You can subscribe to these shows there, and each of them has their own registration page. They look like this. I recommend you get registered, and that way you'll get notified ahead of time and afterwards when new content comes out and you can see what's up there. And also look for our programming calendar. Uh, and if you're not already subscribed to the Auto Converse podcast, uh, search for Auto Converse, all one word, in your preferred podcasting app and subscribe there. And that way uh, the stuff will always show up there right uh, conveniently on your phone. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. I'll be back online tomorrow for our weekly show. I've got Chris Leslie and Axel joining us. We are doing a live Axel session tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'm sorry. um, Yeah, 2.15. 
my bad, 2.30 Central is when we are going live. I'll get the announcements up there around that. Uh, Have a great day, everyone. Thanks again for being here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. This is Audiburst Media.